Hello and welcome to The Best Ever, where anyone can have an opinion. That's the easy part. I'm Morgan Jeffrey, Executive Editor at RadioTimes.com, joined once again by a panel of guests. Each of them have come armed with an opinion. Their job is to convince me that their pick, and only theirs, deserves the title of The Best Ever. This episode, we're celebrating the Great British Soap as we debate the best ever soap storyline. Joining me on the panel are John Sen, former executive producer on EastEnders and Casualty, journalist, screenwriter, and author Sharon Marshall, and Lewis Knight, trends editor at RadioTimes.com. Thank you all for joining me. Uh, Pleasure. John, no, no spoilers at this point, but okay. how easy or difficult was it for you to pick an all-time favorite soap storyline? It was incredibly difficult. <laughs> there are so many iconic storylines, given the length of time that soap's been uh, going and the number of soaps. I kind of like, you know, off the top of my head, there was 10 that I really kind of like wanted to talk about. Mm. Who Killed Lucy? Mm. Strong. Really, really, uh, I think that was really up there for me. Uh, obviously, the one, if you're an exec of EastEnders, everybody always kind of goes, the, uh, the divorce papers, the Den and Angie divorce papers, yeah. uh, you know, uh, that got huge ratings. Yeah. Uh, so that was up there. I, I kind of think Michelle Fowler and Den was really, really, that was a, when I remember watching it as a kid and kind of going, oh, yeah. oh my, I never saw that coming. I mean, we would these days, but I never saw it coming at the time. Bad boy, Den. He got up to a lot of, a lot of mischief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the tram crash in, in Corrie, yeah. you know, kind of like, I think that's a, you know, the build to that was really good. So there was loads that I thought, oh, but I know in the end, I knew which one I would settle on and for what reasons. Okay. Now, Sharon, in your expert opinion, what are the ingredients of a great soap storyline? Lewis is sat there wearing a T-shirt with Pat Butcher on. And <laughs> actually, it was Pam St. Clement who said this to me when I said, when I first started as a soap writer, what do I do to give a good storyline that you as cast would want to want to perform? And she said to me, soaps are about women and their men. And I think that is absolutely true. Mm. It's character first, female, female, female. Um, I think a good soap plot line is something that we can believe. We can believe it happening to us. We can see ourselves in that situation and we would think, what would I do? Mm. And you, th you also need to say, what would I want them to do you want an opinion i think the best soap plot lines you can say by the character names i mean you just said lucy who kills you know dirty dan mm. you, you instantly think of the story and that for me is a mark of a good soap plot line and so for me i'm coming to my opinion of a, a story that was not only gripping that we really believed in that we cared and loved the characters at the center of it but it's had a legacy for decades in a, in a soap and that's why i chose mine i'm intrigued well lewis so many incredible plots from across 64 years of, of british television soap how confident are you that your pick is the storyline to end all storylines very confident <laughs> again very much based on what sharon just said about like the characters and actually mm. women and men <laughs> mm. women and their men actually also defines my one so I feel like that's quite a good good shout but I feel very confident I'm very much dedicated to the characters involved okay he's going to throw that back in your face if you disagree <laughs> with him later. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the issue don't dare really a t-shirt iconic scenes as well you know the storylines yeah. that we've all kind of mentioned or the are, are ones that have iconic scenes they, mm. they you can they come to mind yes you can mention them just one word and you go, oh, it's that story. Mm. But iconic scenes, iconic characters, iconic performances, and you're right, Sharon, legacy. I think mm. it's really important. Well, once you've each made your case, I will decide who deserves the win and who will be awarded our coveted 
best ever trophy. Who will emerge triumphant? Like the best soaps will leave you on a cliffhanger uh, for a little while. <laughs> um, but John, let's get into it. In your opinion, what is the best ever soap storyline? Best ever soap storyline, my pitch is iconic, groundbreaking, gripping. It is taboo busting. It is Little Mo and Trevor and the mm. domestic violence storyline that uh, was played in EastEnders, turn of the millennia, mm. 2000. Um, I think it is one of the most powerful storylines that's ever been played. Uh, you know, it completely redefined what, how we saw domestic violence and through the eyes of the, that incredible kind of performance from Casey Ainsworth and Little Mo. And, we, and what we've not mentioned as well is the pacing of the story as well. Mm. You know, so, so Little Mo turns up with the iconic Slater family, which, you know, of course, uh, genius invention by Tony Jordan. And Little Mo turns up and as soon as Trevor arrives, you know that something's not right. Obviously he comes in, history of violence, and as ever, swears that he's going to reform himself. He promises to be to, to be the husband that she's always wanted. And then over time, you just know that he can't beat the demon within. And I think why it's iconic is, is because before that time, domestic abuse, coercive relationships, domestic violence, uh, there would never been that much of a spotlight on it. Mm. And because it plays for so long, you see the, the, the aggression within him, in him, you see the, uh, the fight within him. He's clearly a very, very bad man, and yet he does these things and then feels a degree of shame. He, at the time as well, as Sharon said, it's all about, Soap is all about matriarchs, the female characters. And our heart really goes out to little Mo. Mm. Uh, we really kind of were screaming at the telly, do something about it. Mm. And then we've got those iconic scenes. I think it's the, some of the most haunting scenes that I've seen in a, in a soap storyline. When uh, he rapes her, you've got that uh, kind of like haunting bit of direction where the kettle is on the stove, so you don't actually, uh, you, you can hear some noise off, but it's just like the kettle on the stove. You come back to the empty house, this haunting knowledge of what's going on. It culminates and, and all the storylines that I was thinking off the top of my head, they need that powerful culmination and you get little Mo with the iron yeah. and that kind of like <laughs> moment. And yeah. you know, you see it and you're, you're screaming at her going, yes, go for it. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a huge kind of flood of relief when, when she does it and, and she goes in for more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And each time she does, you're like, yes, because it's been building for kind yeah. of almost two years. Yes. Um, and I, I just find even today, you know, you look on academic papers or, and you see what an impact that had. Yeah. And I think mm. great soap storylines need to change society. They need to change the way we look at ourselves. They need to change how we, the, the things we talk about, what it's okay to talk about, whether it be AIDS or incest or child abuse or kind of all those taboo subjects that soaps do so well. And it redefined how we saw domestic violence. And for that reason, it is my best soap storyline of all time. I mean, it's a very strong pitch. We haven't even talked about the Christmas Day 2001 episode um, where he you know, shoves her face into yeah. the Christmas dinner. Really horrific yeah, stuff, yeah. But, but, but brilliantly acted by Casey Ainsworth and, and Alex, Alex Ferns. Um, it, it's a hard-hitting storyline, no, no question. How challenging is it when you're making a show 
like EastEnders to tackle those difficult topics, which is very much what soap should do, um, but to do it responsibly. I think it's, it is very difficult, but as all soaps take that responsibility really seriously. You know, you consult with organisations and charities, you work with them to make sure that it's an accurate portrayal. Mm. You know that when you do something as hard hitting as domestic violence or suicide, that it is going to create a huge reaction within the audience. And, you know, whether it be Little Mo and Trevor or Chantelle and Grey, when those moments happen, the calls to the charities go through the roof. Mm. And, you know, the, obviously Chantelle and Grey was uh, under my uh, kind of time at EastEnders. And when we did that, the, the moment when he uh, murders her, the next day, the whole of the uh, you know, EastEnders is, is just flooded with emails. The BBC is flooded with emails saying, thank you for doing this. It has given me the courage to leave my husband. It has given me the courage to move on. I didn't realize I was, I was in a coercive relationship. Now I do. And I think that is the real power of, of soap. And it continues to be the power of soap uh, that we are able to talk about things and see our lives reflected in a way that potentially other dramas don't. I mean, it surprised me looking into this that uh, Little Mo was, I say only, but only on the show for six years, left mm. 18 years ago, which seems seems mad to me mm. because that character did leave such an indelible impact. Fair to call her a, a soap legend, an EastEnders legend? Mm, definitely. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned the characters and you remember, you know, an image comes straight to, to, to mind. Mm. And I think that's, you know, power. Also, I mean, we doubt or have come to doubt the power of uh, terrestrial linear TV, but yeah. as we've seen recently with Mr. Bates, uh, you know, mm. it still can have that kind of impact. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, even though this was back then, you know, it's 20 odd years ago when soap was at its height and pulling in those kind of, you know, those huge figures. Uh, it's, it's great when you find those stories that are, the, the, they, they break taboo. Mm. And, and that's what makes soap ever more. I mean, it's increasingly difficult to do. We always talked about, you know, what can we do, you know, that would shine a light on a contemporary issue that we all care about. Uh, and we never kind of, you know, we, we find certain things, but they're, they're increasingly difficult to do. But during that time, there was, it was just such an important yeah. storyline. And d definitely struck a chord with the public at the time. Apparently, Alex Ferns had to uh, wear a disguise in the London <laughs> Underground yeah. because he was so, that character was so, was so despised. Um, Sharon, if not EastEnders, Trevor and Little Mo, uh, what is the best ever soap storyline? Ah, so I'm going for Ken and Deirdre and Mike, the love triangle. Another <laughs> strong choice. Oh, yeah, so I, I only have to say the names. Um, I've gone from one from my childhood, um, not one that I've, I've worked on or, or um, watched as a, a, a critic or a writer. and. The reason why is that I think this showed the power of soap. We wouldn't have been able to do these storylines um, of the social impact if we didn't trust in the power of the characters and know that the influence that they have on the, the nation. And I think this is one of the, the ones that it really cemented the love that the British have for our soaps. So we've got Deirdre marrying our Ken, of course. He's much older than her and her head's turned by Flashy Mike down at the factory. Um, so this is all about women and the men, which is, is, is what I said makes a good soap story and about it reflecting your own lives. The thing about it was that 
everybody had an opinion on this. Mm. Today is all about opinions. And the glory of this is that it felt like it was written with such care. It wasn't black and white, it was grey. Mm. And everybody had a different opinion. I was just reading Darren Little's notes, his, his book that he's written about Coronation Street um, through the years. And apparently they had blazing rows in the writer's room of which way Deirdre should go. Mm. And the actors themselves were saying, we've only been married for two years. No one's going to believe in this. They didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I think it's one of those where the, the writers were brave enough to go, no, we think this could work. And it was so simple um, that a head's turned by the, you know, the man in denim, <laughs> flashy, <laughs> flashy mic over the road there. But the fact that this suddenly started being written about on the front page of the tabloids mm. at the time, it literally, there was, I found an old edition of the, the Mirror at the time, and the, the front page headline, and the Queen was only making page 10 and 11, <laughs> was, oh, Deirdre, what's Emily Bishop going to say? <laughs> now, the moral up, arbiter of whether page <laughs> Emily Bishop. Exactly, Emily Bishop had yeah. found out about it. And up until then, I think they'd really been writing about the personal lives of the cast. And, you know, mm. Pat Phoenix would be front page. Mm. Would the cast and would a plot line be front page? But suddenly it's like, no, everyone's got an opinion on this. This will sell the papers on the, on the storyline. And, of course, famously, when she decided to stick with our Ken, mm. up it went to Old Trafford. Ken won, Mike Nill, <laughs> the, 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 the old day equivalent of Twitter. It was yeah. trending. People at a football match had to know. Yeah. Um, and I think this was so glorious because it was so beautifully simple and it informed character. Ken Barlow, for the rest of his life, is coming out of his door at number one Coronation Street and right across the road is that factory where that man yeah. lives that took his daughter, who then went on to, uh, sorry, to, then went on to take his daughter because took his wife, then went on to marry his daughter. You got the legacy going through the years now, Adam Barlow, and he's still bringing it up and he's still talking about affairs. But uh, at its heart was a, a love story and it was relationships and family. And that is what soaps are about. Mm. But we have to love these characters and we have to believe in them in order to believe the plot lines mm. that we put on them. And I think this was hugely powerful because it made us realise how much Britain loves our soaps, how much we love our soap um, characters. They're getting standing ovations forever. The church was putting out warnings, actually, saying this is just far too much. Claire Rayner was giving out advice. Um, <laughs> and as we know, that you know, the politicians completely ignored the post office for several years ever since. But when Deirdre went to jail, they're all <laughs> over it. The she had won. to be freed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we believed the stories that are then told over the decades about them. Um, and I just think it's, and then you just think of it, you think of the beautiful scenes, not only the, the fight in the house, but Mike dying in, in, in Ken's arms. arms. Well, talking about legacy, yes. yeah, when it came time for Mike Baldwin to leave the show, yes. it came right back to that storyline, his final yeah. words. You finished, <laughs> Deirdre loves me. Yes. Perfect. And I just think it was, um, it, it was just so simple, so beautiful and so character led and a long running story. And that's what our soaps can do is it's not a half hour drama we throw something out, but something that's every single day in the corner of the, the, the box and the screen that keeps us gripped mm. and, that, and that we love. Also, so for that, bed hopping. <laughs> and do you know what? I very much enjoyed the bed hopping with Dev as well, but it was the one with Mike. I was, I was 10 years old at the time and it was a scandal. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Also gave us some fantastic skirmishes between anytime Ken Barlow and Mike Baldwin throw hands. Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with it. He stormed into the factory. I've had enough of you poisoning my family. Yes. And then Ken Barlow 
punching someone out. Punching Quite her, right. So she much. deserved every punch she got. And <laughs> she did opt in the end to, to stay with Ken. Well, you who say. wouldn't? It was the divisive. Fabulous head of hair. The, the Bouncing right. pair of trousers, as Blanche would say. Go you would have gone Mike. Mike. I would have gone with Mike. This is yeah. what the debate should be. Who <laughs> yeah, should yeah. Deirdre have ended up with? So I think Ken? people still debate it yeah. today. Yeah. Which way should should she have gone? Um, my, my, my mother was very much Team Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I think she'd have gone for a bit of denim. John Lewis, the love triangle is a well-trodden yeah. soap storyline. Mm. Do you think Sharon's choice rises above Rick? Or I think I've got a better love triangle. Oh, oh. it's fighting talk. It's fighting talk. Well, let's let's come to you then. <laughs> Ready then, to go, Lewis. If not either of those, both you know all-time great soap storylines. But if not either of those, which is the best ever soap storyline? Well, mine's a bit of a marriage of two, actually, because John went through Stenders and I've gotten through Stenders as well. Um, and Sharon picked an iconic love triangle and I would pick another iconic love triangle. And it is Sharon Gate. The, oh. Um, Which, again, you just say the word. Yes. Yeah. You no, know. you know. But if anyone doesn't know. Sharon Gate was very much... Sharon married Grant, the kind of bit more hot-headed maybe arguably psychopathic uh, brother. At the time. Uh, of the, at the time, he's mellowed. It's uh, hard to remember that Phil was ever the sensitive one. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was the case. Um, um, she's married Grant. It was a fiery, toxic marriage, but then also she had a real spark and developed real feelings for his brother, Phil, and obviously they're an iconic duo on their own, mm. and she's an iconic character herself, and yeah. just planted in the middle of them. So she sleeps with Phil and the kind of passion. It's, a, again, a slow burn storyline, mm. but eventually it all comes out with a recording, which I think has been much uh, copied slash homage paid to since. Yeah. I mean, and it's such explosive scenes, but it also just affected so many other people, mm. like on the square as well. Mm. Um, it's almost a quadrangle with yeah, with Kathy. Kathy. I don't even know how I said that word right. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kathy as well obviously ends up with Phil. Um, she was the best friend of Sharon's mum. Yeah. So she's very close to Sharon. And then Michelle, Sharon's best friend, finds out. And she's got a really close relationship with Kathy, who was her aunt by marriage as well, but they were really close friends as well. And again, it was just like, oh, you're invested in all these people from all their various storylines over the years. And then they're kind of all coming together in this apocalyptic situation <laughs> in the Queen Vic. And it was a it was a slow burn storyline. There's, I think, two years between the moment when Sharon and Phil sleep together and the big reveal. It was a long time. Do you think that is part of what helped it achieve legendary status? I think so, because like Sharon said, it's um, and John actually, with the pacing of it, yeah. over uh, it was that slow burn. We've seen the marriage of Grant and Sharon, so there was a lot of audience investment in, in them as a, as a couple. They could see the toxicity in it, but obviously it was dramatic and people loved that. But then Phil came in and yeah, he was the sensitive one at yeah. the time. Like he was the the kind of the ice to the fire a bit. Like yeah. he kind of like knew what, he was doing a bit more, a bit more sensitive and they kind of developed this strong relationship and also like quite really good on-screen chemistry. Like she had good on-screen chemistry with both both of them. Yeah. And like they were, it was both palpable. And I think, again, people could kind of relate and be like, oh no, but I liked Deborah Grant. Oh no, but yeah, Phil is kind of right for her. So like, there is so much back and forth with it. And then obviously you got Kathy as well, who'd been through the ringer in the years prior herself. Yeah, yeah. So I think people wanted to see her settle down and happy. So it's kind of like all of these kind of elements coming together over a long period yeah. and w building on all the history that came before. Sharon, are you picking up what Lewis is, is putting down? Is Sharon Gate a better love triangle than Ken, Mike and Deirdre? Well, I went to Ken and Deirdre's second wedding, so I still... <laughs> <laughs> You're not biased. And it was a very happy occasion. Um, both are, are fantastic. But I'm thinking mine's the, the OG. Um, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Mine's the one that, that just cemented that love for soaps um, and it showed what, what they could do and the power of it. I mean, 24 million watched this this couple get married for yeah. the first time. Um, 
But uh, yes, you're right. There's been a lot of recording devices implemented, (laughs) and it's still going on today. It's like Sharon, Phil, you know. Yeah, the legacy, yeah, Yeah. has gone on for like so long. And yeah, um, Shianu, great, great story on as well. Kind of like a reinvention of it Mm. for a modern age. So that kind of like picks up on it as well. Max and Stacey, that another honourable mention, I think, with that that all came out. That was a recording. Oh, that Christmas day was was a cracker, wasn't it? We'll have to do best ever soap Christmas special. (laughs) We will have to. episode in which uh, Phil betrays his brother with, with Sharon aired September 1992 and it was a, sort of a three-hander, really limited cast and that's something that I think not only soaps can do but soaps do it particularly well, don't they? Those episodes mm, with, yeah. with, with limited casts. Yeah, I think as, as well, you know, as soaps gone on through its history, there's often been a temptation to do bigger, uh, you know, bigger, much bigger event, yeah. big plot. More explosive. Uh, yeah, yeah, but the ones that everybody talks about are the three-handers. It's yeah. Dot and Ethel, yeah. two-hander. It's just those, the power, the power of that, in, those, that intimate scene between two people and just watching, just watching two iconic characters or three iconic characters just talk, just be. Uh, and it comes back to your point, Sharon. It's, it's, it's all about character. and, uh, and Loving the characters. Yeah. Mm. I think that's one of the, the great things that came out of the pandemic. It was we were, we were suddenly, I, w- I was writing at um, Emmerdown at the time, and we suddenly had to have the distancing and stop and not be able to be doing the, the, the big stunts and the big mm. ensemble pieces. And I, I think actually soaps improved as a genre before because it forced us to drill down and go, what stories can we tell? We're just two people sat in a room talking and then we, it, it reinstilled that love that we had for the yeah. characters. Um, we did put this question out to our audience as well, the best ever uh, soap storyline, uh, and they had their say across Facebook, X and Threads. So the results of our fan poll are in. We've got a top five here. Uh-huh. Uh, at number five, with 3% of the vote, so many soap storylines, so it's quite narrow margins, <laughs> but with 3% of the vote at number five was uh, Stacey's Bipolar from uh-huh. uh, EastEnders. Mm-hmm. A lot of votes for that. Uh, at number four, with four percent of the vote uh, from Coronation Street, Richard Hillman's Reign of Terror, oh, yeah. yes. which again so memorable. You say Richard Hillman, people immediately yeah. again, know what you're talking yeah. about. Norman Bates <laughs> with a briefcase, <laughs> so good. Uh, at number three, five percent of the vote, Den and Angie's divorce, yeah. iconic. Uh, Do your impression. Uh, uh, this. <laughs> My sweet <laughs> is a letter from my solicitor. Very good. Cut it. Uh, <laughs> at number two, uh, Brookside, the body under the patio, yeah. which again, you just Jordan. say those four words. Everyone yeah. knows exactly yeah, yeah. what you're talking about. That had 6% of the vote. Um, and number one, it is an EastEnders storyline. 10% of the vote hasn't come up here today. Cat uh, Slater re- revealed as Zoe's mother. You ain't my mother. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. An iconic scene. <laughs> I think it's it's the the best moment if you're picking a scene. Mm, yeah, it, I mean it clearly is uh, an iconic moment. But in terms of a storyline, I'm I'm still sticking with my my pitch really. Uh, well, another Slater. Yeah, another Slater story. Well, the remaining seventy two percent on that poll was split across many more storylines, including uh, EastEnders Max and Stacey affair, who killed Lucy, uh, who shot Phil. Uh, the Weatherfield one on Coronation Street, Aiden's suicide on Coronation Street oh, uh, was called out. And there were even a few votes for Bouncer's Dream uh, in Neighbours. Almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was your second choice. Another uh, great character. Another, <laughs> yeah, an, icon, an iconic character. We had so much affection for Bouncer. Uh, but keep your eyes uh, peeled uh, for more Best Ever polls coming to Radio Times social feeds soon. But the time has come for a decision to be made in over six decades of storytelling which soap storyline deserves the top spot 
So, John, you argued that EastEnders, Trevor and Moe was the best ever soap storyline. Sharon, you were backing the Ken, Deirdre, Mike love triangle from Coronation Street. Lewis, your vote went to Sharon Gate. I think these are all excellent picks. Very, very tough job I have here today. But who is today's winner and the recipient of our best ever trophy? I think because, as this person said, it did push boundaries, it did uh, break taboos, it was so impactful and I think such an important piece of television. All great choices, but I think for that reason, I'm going to say the best ever soap storyline is officially Trevor and Little Mo. Congratulations right. to John. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> very excited. I'm very honoured and very excited. <laughs> I think it's a real testament to Little Mo and Trevor and that storyline that it won through. They had some kind of, uh, it had some stiff competition from the other two uh, and they were, it was, you know, they were good pitchers. But in the end, I think something with legacy like Little Mo and Trevor and the domestic violence storyline is a worthy winner for this cup. I feel like anything involving Sharon Watts should win everything, but I do think it was a very worthy winner um, and did have a real-world impact, so I can't really be too mad. If Ken and Deirdre hadn't paved the way, then Soaps would never have been brave enough to do the big storylines that came later. So, yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Best Ever. What did you make of our verdict, and what do you think is the best ever soap storyline? Let us know on X at Radio Times. We're bringing you new episodes of The Best Ever Weekly, so be sure to head to radiotimes.com forward slash the best ever for all the latest news and exclusive content from each new episode. If you're listening to the podcast, you can also subscribe and review The Best Ever on your podcast outlet of choice. That's all for now, but join us again soon for more of The Best Ever.